Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, I'm Janet Morena, the Executive Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our End Abortion U.S. program. And of course, brothers and sisters, that's what this is about. We want to bring an end to abortion. We want to make it unthinkable. Well, joining me today, of course, is pro-life leader, Frank Pavone. Welcome Hi, to the Janet. program. Yes, great to be together. Well, you know, a topic that people really think about is, you know, they hear about women having abortions and the right to abortion and, oh, let's just, uh, you know, make abortion till birth. What do they think happens to these babies in right. an abortion? What happens to the bodies? What happens to the bodies? As you know, as we work in healing people after abortion, the world's largest ministry for that, Rachel's Vineyard and Silent No More that you co-founded, uh, it's a question that arises in the minds of the mothers themselves. Well, sure, the mothers do because where's, the, where's, the where, where's my baby? Yeah. Now, in a first trimester abortion, all right, the baby uh, basically is in little in pieces. It goes through a tube into a collection jar. Uh, then uh, someone in the abortion clinic dumps it out and counts. Believe it, this sounds terrible, but this is what happens. They count to make sure they got all the baby parts. Well, because if they leave a rib or an arm or a leg inside or a head, the mother can get infection. Sept- infection, yeah. septus can set in. So now then what do they do after they verify and they, they give the nod? Yes, everything's here. It goes into a medical waste bag, mm-hmm. and then the abortion clinic disposes of medical waste. However, there's been a history starting for all the way back in the 80s. To save money, some of these abortion clinics did not properly dispose of these babies' bodies as medical waste. They threw them in like bags into their dumpster. Right on the back in the backyard, in right the in backyard, the driveway. In there, the driveway of the, of the abortion clinic. Babies in the dumpsters. Babies in the yeah. dumpster. Or some of them we know just flush it down the sewage. That's right. So for those who ended up in dumpsters, believe it or not, they were pro-lifers and there was a phrase called dumpster diving. Yep. They would go <clears throat> to the dumpsters because they had a, a suspicion that the, the abortion clinic was not operating on the up and up. And they started to find babies. And you especially know of some of these these sightings where they found so many babies and then they went to people to get proper burial. Well, sometimes these pro-lifers called me up because they knew that we right. were, we were uh, able to uh, find burial and do funerals for these babies. So, yes, some pro-lifers, our friend Joe Seidler of Happy Memory uh, was one of those who uh, went to into these dumpsters and got these babies. Sometimes, Janet, they were also found by accident because once you put these bodies out into the the trash, it's trash. You don't know where it's going to end up. Right. Something falls off a garbage truck. Something gets put into a landfill and then rolls down a hill. I remember in Chino Hills, California, some children playing on the hillside discovered some of these bodies. Another time in Milwaukee, the police were called. This story comes down from the, the 1980s. And uh, they were throwing things off a bridge. Someone had called the police on these kids. And the policeman came and said, what are you throwing off the bridge? And you know what they said? Little people. And the police officers saw in their hands these aborted babies that they had just found in the trash. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, right. So we do have a website, right, where we have basically a map of where all these babies have been buried, right? Well, there, there are places where... 
after they're discovered in the dumpsters, after they're discovered by accident. Uh, let's also remember, too, there was a situation where um, we were directly involved when a pathologist called a pastor who then got these bodies to us the pathologist had received them. Remember, sometimes right. these abortion facilities or the hospitals, if they do abortions, will send by protocol. I mean, some of these people are more scrupulous than others, right? right? Uh, some of them will just throw them away. But sometimes they'll follow the protocol and the pathologist will get them, routine examination, you know. And then the pathologist were looking at these fully formed babies, said, I can't just throw these babies in the garbage. The pathologist had enough of a conscience to arrange for a burial, which we then did. Right. But, you know, they come to you at all different times and places in, in surprising ways. So, so where's the website? like you're saying. Where's the website they can go to? to see yes, rememberabortedchildren.org remember, as a list. Okay, rememberabortedchildren.org. Right. And one of the largest ones was out in L.A., isn't oh, it? Oh, yes. There's this, the famous story from the mid-'80s where uh, some workers ran into a gigantic box body a uh, 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 truck uh, full of of sixteen thousand five hundred babies. We should have one of these days our friend Albin Romberg on the show because he was involved in photographing, photographing. those yeah. uh, babies. Um, sixteen thousand five hundred babies. And people have to understand when they uh, find them like that, they're usually in these buckets, right? These big containers. Bodies just thrown together, right? I mean, this is not like any respectful way. They're in giant buckets, well, right? You, look, if you're saying that these babies are not persons, if you're saying that it's just tissue, well, then people who really believe that are going to act accordingly. Right. It's just tissue. Right. What's the big deal? But people know that it's a big deal when they see the faces and the arms. And then and another the legs. big burial was up in Illinois, wasn't it? Yes. Couple of thousand, a couple thousand there, and then, uh, then nine hundred is a grave of nine hundred or some odd in in Dallas, where we've prayed there as well. Right. Some of these graves have one baby. Some have a few. Um, we did a burial at uh, Holy Apostles Seminary. That's right. We did a burial Steuben, at EWTN. And, and then at Steubenville, there's three babies buried there. We right. brought Norma McCorvey and Sandra Kano there, the That's Roe right. and Doe. Roe and Doe. Uh, together yeah. at that time with Father Mike Scanlon also. All three but of them. But of all the different burials that we have helped facilitate, I think the, I don't know how, how you want to describe it, but one of the best ones was the one we did at the um, Shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament. Well, yes. Now, this was a very special event back in 2008. So these babies were killed up in Michigan, and uh, their bodies discovered, retrieved, uh, we should say. And uh, the uh, arrangement was made with the sisters there at Mother Angelica's Shrine. We arranged with them to bury the babies there, because that's a popular place of devotion. Right. People are coming there from all over the country, all over mm -hmm. the world. And we thought, what, would, what, what, what a great idea it would be to have a, 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 a grave there of these babies so that people coming to the shrine could pay their respects to the unborn. So we had a mass, a funeral mass that I celebrated in the shrine church full. It was packed. Capacity. I was there. Full. It was packed, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, uh, and then we, we went up the hill to a beautiful, uh, it was Our Lady of Sorrows statue mm -hmm. where she's holding... Jesus, mm -hmm. as, as he was brought down from the cross. Yes. And the sisters arranged that to be the burial place for these, the casket with these babies. So 
Uh, we have a professional video. EWTN actually filmed it and oh, aired it. Gosh. It was historic. And I think the impression, and there were children there too. When they say, oh, the children shouldn't see these things. Oh, no, there were children there too. And we, I'm telling you, it was a beautiful video. It was an hour-long video. But we're going to take a look right now at a short excerpt from that video so people can actually see yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. So let's take a look at the video from, this is the Shrine of the Most Blessed Sacrament in Hansville, Alabama. Let's take a look. And so Enoch's foot and leg and thigh are here, and our other two babies, Rebecca, Karen, Esther, they are still in the, the plastic bags in which they were found in that dumpster just a matter of weeks ago. Let us therefore honor these children. Let us repay in some small way. Make up in some small fashion. Make reparation at least a little bit today for the indignity and the dishonor and the exploitation that they suffered when the law declared them to be non-persons, when the courts turned their back and when the abortionists took their lives. Let us make up in some small way and let us allow them today to speak to us and to strengthen each and every one of us as we honor the dead. Let's recommit ourselves this afternoon as never before to work for the protection of the living.
trusting in Jesus, the loving Savior, who gathered children into his arms and blessed the little ones, we now commend these children, Karen, Esther, Enoch, and Rebecca, to that same embrace of love in the hope that they will rejoice and be happy in the presence of Christ. May the angels and saints lead them to the place of light and peace, where one day we will be brought together again. Lord Jesus, lovingly receive these children. Bless them. Take them to your Father. We ask this in hope, and we pray. Well, I, I mean, what can I say? Did you see the expressions on the people's faces? To me... I mean, they were looking into the casket at those babies. And they you could see they were mourning those children, weren't they, as they were looking in? See, that's what has to happen. One of the reasons that we have these funerals, <clears throat> aside from... The corporal work of mercy of burying the burying dead. Burying the dead. It's one right. of the corporal works of mercy. That's why, like you were saying before, the dumpster diving takes place. Because these these the body is 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 an aspect of the person. Right. You know, a human being is not just a soul. The human being is a soul-body unity. So the body is just as much of the person as the soul is. So we have to reverence the body and the uh, corporal work of mercy of burying the dead comes in here. Okay. But the other big advantage of having a public funeral like this is what you just said. You see the faces of the people that are, we had open casket Yes. there at the, at the Blessed Sacrament Shrine. Open casket. Because like happened in the Civil Rights Movement, remember the story of Emmett Till, the young black boy who was, was murdered and his mother said, I want the world to see what they did to my boy. And right. he had an open casket. And that, that, that supercharged the Civil Rights Movement. You know? Right. Things like this supercharge the pro-life movement. Well, because People it makes it got, real. Yes. Because a baby killed in an abortion, that's like a, a thought out there. But now you look in the casket and you see the remains of those babies. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've seen quite, I've been at quite a few of these funerals with you, Father. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it sears into your mind. That's what we're doing here when we're trying to bring an end to abortion. Yeah. You see the reality of this is what abortion does to a baby. This is what it does. You're connecting with the humanity. We know abortion dehumanizes the baby, the parents, the abortionist, right. and everybody else who consents to that. Mm -hmm. It dehumanizes that child, reduces that child to a, a, a concept, a non-human entity, a parasite. Dr. William Brennan wrote that book, Dehumanizing the Vulnerable. Right. When word games take lives, before you oppress a group of people, you call them names that are subhuman. But they are human. And, and that's what having a funeral, having a viewing, the people walking by, looking at those children, being moved by it, that's exactly the reconnect 
that we need to establish in our society to help people rediscover, rehumanize mm -hmm. that baby and connect with the humanity of that child. Well, and you also did uh, another one uh, that I know we have footage of. We can You can describe it and they can see it yeah. uh, in Detroit, Michigan. Yes, right? in Detroit. This was, again, another, there was a notorious abortionist up there, again, who was just throwing these babies in the dumpster. And, uh, and, and, and we did a burial up there too. Again, one of the local bishops participated. Beautiful mass. Uh, at, at, at the church, and then a procession to a nearby uh, cemetery. cemetery. I preached to the people there about the very things we're talking about now, reconnecting with the humanity of these children, showing that humanity uh, to the world. And then we, we, we buried them. And, you know, one of the beautiful moments of that burial was uh, when once the casket was lowered into the ground, I said, now let's all participate in this. And I took some dirt and threw the dirt uh, onto the casket. And then we gave everyone who wanted to an opportunity to do the same thing. So right. in other words, what is that doing? It's expressing our solidarity with that child and our recognition of the humanity of that child, you know, sometimes, and you know, that throwing the dirt like that onto the casket, you know, in the Catholic world, we don't do that. Okay. We, we kind of like say the prayers and everyone walks away mm -hmm. and then they lower the casket mm -hmm. and we don't see that. But I went to a Jewish funeral Yes, yes. and in, in the Jewish tr tradition, they say the prayers, but the ca they lower the casket while everyone while is everyone's still, there, still there, and yeah. they have a shovel there. Mm -hmm. And each person of the family and relatives who's ever there comes up and takes a shovel of that dirt and t tosses it in. Right. I'll never right. forget the sound because I was at um, it was a, a family member of ours that was Jewish, and the sound of yeah. the dirt hitting the casket. Well, yeah. it's so real. Mm. And that was the only time I ever experienced that. So mm -hmm. I'm happy that you did that. That's right. Because it, it really makes another connection. It's That's know? the thing. It's the connection. It's a, It brings a closure. Right. It brings a closure and uh, a connection with that person, with that humanity. Right. You know, sometimes... Um, Clergy, I, th and I think it's just a, a function of nervousness. Clergy have gotten aborted babies at times and done burials. But, you know, they, they, they've been done in this, like, hasty, secret way. Right. Oh, oh hurry up. Uh, almost like they're ashamed of something. Hurry right. up, hurry up. Oh, uh, no media, no media, no cameras, no cameras. What do you mean? No, this has got to be brought into the light. That's why this DVD of the EWTN um, funeral we had is called Killed in Darkness, remembered in light. That's, That's right. one of the reasons you want to have public funerals. Yeah. Because the, the the darkness is in the abortion industry. Oh, well, baby, we're not going to show anybody what the abortion is. They're not even going to describe it. And, to and look at all the, the copies and, we have here. And yeah, we, we, we have, want, we want we you to have, have this at our online store. And we're going to show you a little link where you can go directly to our online store, which is, of course, prolifeproducts.org. And you can get this copy of the DVD. And you know what? Show it to your Respect Life Committee. Yeah. You know, let everyone really see what we're talking about. We've got to bring this out into the light. That's how right. you expose injustice, and right. that's how you end injustice. And, and you know, the, 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 what's going on here, too, is that we're making reparation. You know, in the, in the Catholic uh, teaching, right. we have the mm -hmm. uh, theology of reparation. We make up in some small way for this. And now, thing. we have an uh, event coming up September 9th, right? It's the second Saturday in September, uh, where people are, are asked— if there's one of these locations near where you live to go there, and mm -hmm. some some groups actually will have a prayer service there. That's that right. Tell, this tell is called about. the National Day of Remembrance. I got this idea 
many years ago, and uh, we had done already a number of these funerals. And I said, you know, we're, we're burying these babies at different cemeteries. We can't let them just be forgotten. Right. We need to, just as there's value in what we saw on that video, people going to the casket, so we need to go to the grave site. And so I said, why don't we have a day where nationally children, uh, children will be honored by people going and praying at these grave sites? Because again, that's a, be- a way of connecting with the humanity. Well, and so I, I, went- I know too from the women who've had abortions, many of these women on that day will go to these locations because they don't know where their baby is. And yet they find comfort being there and saying a prayer. Yeah, they might not know where their baby is, but yet to be there with an aborted baby or at some of these grave sites, hundreds, Multiple. hundreds yeah. of them or thousands of them, it's comforting. It's part of the healing. Right. It's part of the mourning. You know, one of my ideas behind the National Day of Remembrance from the beginning was blessed are they who mourn, one of the Beatitudes, they will be comforted. We are blessed if we are in touch enough with the reality of abortion that it breaks our hearts, that we can mourn. Right. Because we have to feel the grief of abortion in order to heal from it, in order to come exactly. out of it, in order to overcome it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, if you will, people coming together at these grave sites and mourning. First of all, you're taking part in that beatitude, but you know what you're also doing? You're giving a prophetic sign of a culture of life. You're giving a prophetic sign of what's going to be in the future. Why? Because when the day comes that people have awakened, and they're waking up gradually, but we're not there yet. When people have woke up to the reality of abortion, you're going to have a whole society in mourning. That's right. And the National Day of Remembrance is a foreshadowing of that. We go to the graves and we mourn, Lord, how did we let this happen? Right. That we denied the humanity. Well, it, it's of the babies. American Holocaust. Yes. People are still mourning the Holocaust from decades ago, but this is the American Holocaust, mm-hmm. all these babies. Mm-hmm. And so where do they go to see the locations again? So it's a, it's rememberabortedchildren.org. You'll uh, see remember the locations abortedchildren.org. there. I wrote some things there reflecting Prayers, on this. Right. Prayers. You'll see video clips. Uh, that's the place. Yeah. Remember abortedchildren.org and, and go on, on September 9th, go to one of these uh, prayer services. Again, you'll see the places there and or uh, organize a, the service yourself. Mm-hmm, if nothing's mm-hmm. being organized, you yeah, know, you only yeah. need a handful of yeah, people. There'll to be go. information there on the site. Exactly. Uh, and this is the way we, uh, this is one of the ways. And, and, and this is one of the reasons too, like you and I have always insisted that January 22nd, even though now Roe v. Wade, which was passed on that day in 1973, has been reversed. That has to remain a day of remembrance too, doesn't it? Yes, but all the victims of Roe. Yeah. And there are countless victims. So we'll be at the Supreme Court that day once again. Yes, we uh, will. In January. But for now, we have to focus on September 9th. September 9th. And go to? Rememberabortedchildren.org. Well, thank you for this discussion. And brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us. Before we go, I'm going to remind you about this powerful DVD called Killed in Darkness, Remembered in Light. It's a great thing to show to your Respect Life group, your youth group. It makes abortion real to them that these babies' bodies were buried, some of them. Imagine all the ones that aren't. And it gives people who have been hurt by abortion a chance to also mourn. Again, go to our online store, ProLifeProducts.org. We're having a special sale on these DVDs. Get one today. And remember, brothers and sisters, knowledge is power. Talk about this. 
this will help bring it into abortion. Because remember, there are some abortions only you're going to be able to stop and some lives only you will save. Join us again next time. Thank you. God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.